All right, good morning, Grace. We're so glad that you're joining us today. And um, I'm excited that next week our uh, lead pastor, Tim Hester, is going to be back uh, sharing with us a brand new message. So really looking forward to that. Um, but I'm excited that I get to share with you guys today. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn in them to Luke chapter 10. And we're going to be starting in verse 38. I just want to remind you that you can join us every Sunday here at 8 o'clock and 9.30 a.m. Um, and you can do that either online or in person. We do ask that if you join us in person that you wear a mask. Um, the state of Indiana has mandated that every business do that indoors, and we want to try the, our best to honor our governing authorities, so we ask that you do that. Um, for those of you who decide to join us online, I just want to encourage you to stay connected. Um, it can be so easy in this weird season of life that we're going through to stay, to be disconnected and disengaged. And I want to encourage you not to do that, but to um, faithfully not only watch church, but be talking about what God is doing in your life with other people. I'm sure all of you have at least a few people that you still have in your lives, or if not, you at least have the ability to Skype with them or something. But I want to encourage you, this could be a great opportunity for some of you to do church together in your home, invite some people over to your house, have a big pajama party, watch the church service together. Um, or you can also do what my wife and I do is we usually just watch the church service on our own and then we... Um, that Sunday night, we meet up with some friends and we just kind of get together and share life and talk about what God's teaching us. And it just, it helps us stay encouraged. Um, so I just want to encourage you to do that. The other thing I need to make you aware of is that our outdoor service that we were planning on August the 16th has been canceled. When we made plans for that service out at Hamster Gardens on the 16th, Things were looking up with the situation in our country and in our state especially, and um, things are not looking as well right now. We didn't think that it would be wise to try to gather as many people together as possible under the current circumstances. So that has been canceled, and we're hoping that it won't be long until we will all be able to be together soon. Um, but for now, we know that it's, it's not the right timing, so we're holding off on that. The other thing I want to say is please keep our nation and your leadership in your prayers. It has not been easy leading through this time. I'm sure many of you know that. I'm sure many of you have had to make hard decisions in leadership lately, whether you're just leading your family or leading a business or a corporation, but it has been extremely trying, tough time to lead, and we just appreciate you praying for us so much. Um, so thank you for doing that. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for lifting us up. We, ne we need your prayers and your encouragement and your support. We need to come together during these times and, and just lift each other up and build each other up as much as we can. In fact, let me do that before we kind of get started this morning. Let me just pray for us all right now. God, I just want to lift every person up that is listening to this message. And um, Father, we just want to come to you. And God, you say that when we ask for wisdom, that you will give it to us. So God, we ask for your wisdom. God, I ask um, that you would just teach us this morning to be able to hear your voice. 
because we need to hear from you um, in times like this now more than ever, it seems. God, be with us and help us to grow closer to you and love you more today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're in the middle of a series called Counter Culture, and we've been talking about what does it look like for us as Christians to look different than the world around us? What does it look like for us to have such an appealing relationship with God and with Jesus that other people desire what we have? to be a light to those around us. And today I want to talk about counterculture peace. In a society that's moving fast and there's so many voices around us, I want to talk about how we can hear the voice of God and have peace in our hearts. I think now more than ever, we need to hear God's voice above the noise in our lives. And the scripture that we're reading out of today is in Luke chapter 10. So let's just read that this morning, starting in verse 38. It says this, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. The thing that I think that's the most interesting about this passage is this is not an instance of good versus bad. This is an, an, an instance of good versus better. What Martha chose was not bad. There is nothing bad about welcome, being a welcoming host, welcoming people into your home. There's nothing wrong about preparing an excellent dinner, wanting to make them feel comfortable, wanting to be a servant. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But what Martha was doing was a good thing, but it wasn't the best thing. You see, Jesus was only going to be in her house for so long. A great meal is nice, but it wasn't the most important thing. A clean house was nice, but it wasn't the most important thing. The most important thing was Jesus. The most important thing was to sit at his feet, to learn from him, to spend time with him. She had the opportunity for, to be mentored by the, the greatest mentor of all time, and she spent it away from him, not in his presence. We need to be able, the, the verse also says specifically that she was distracted. We need to hear from Jesus. In order to hear from him, we need to, to block out things. In a time like now, it feels like more than ever, we need to hear from him. Because if we want to experience the peace of God, we need the voice of God speaking into our lives. If we want to experience the peace of God, we need the voice of God speaking into our lives. You've heard the saying, you are what you eat. Whatever it is that you're putting into your, not, well, I would suggest that not just what you eat, but whatever it is that you put into your heart or that you put into your mind, it's what will come out of you eventually. I think of my own kids and the decisions that I've had to make for their own well-being. We figured out fairly early on 
with our children that, that um, red slushies do not work out well with one of my kids in particular. And I, I don't know why, I guess some kids struggle with red dye, but we got a couple red slushies and within the next hour that red slushie came back up. And after a couple of those, we decided this was not a good thing to put into him because what we put into him affected what came out. I think of my kids' bedtimes. Early on as a parent, I figured that, you know, if I, if I put my kids to bed late, that they would sleep in the next day, just like, you know, any adult would. Like, when we stay up late, we're so tired that we just know that we, we want to sleep in longer. I figured out, at least with my kids, that's not the case. When I put them to bed late, most of the time they get up an, an extra hour early, and then it just ruins they're exhausted and frustrated and grouchy like the entire rest of the next day because we put what we put into ourselves affects what comes out of us what i feed my soul will come out in my life so if i want to experience peace in my life i need to allow god's space to speak to me I need to be putting the right things into my life, and I need to be making the conscious decision to not put other things into my life. We aren't good at that, though, right? Don't we pride ourselves on productivity in America? Aren't we proud of the fact that we can answer five work emails all while on our lunch break from our phone, while meanwhile listening to a podcast on decluttering our house? But I want to talk about today, how can we hear the voice of God? How can we drown out all the distractions, all the noise that's in the way? How can we hear his voice? So I want to talk about that with three points. One way that we, how can I hear the voice of God in my life? And the first way that we can hear the voice of God in our life is to be still. Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. That sounds amazing, right? Why are we so terrible at doing that? Why is this so hard? In a culture that's obsessed with productivity, we need to learn to be still. As Americans, we, we are masters at multitasking, at least we think we are. I read that um, Earl Miller, a neuroscientist, a neuro, neuroscientist, I'm sorry, at MIT, and one of the world experts on divided attention, he says this, that our brains are not wired to multitask well. When people think that they're multitasking, they're actually just switching from one task to another very rapidly. And every time they do, there's a cognitive cost in doing so. So you can think of it this way. A lot of people think that um, think of it more as multitasking like juggling, like I'm keeping three balls in the air all at once. But a more accurate portrayal of multitasking would be somebody that's a plate spinner, maybe that's a really bad plate spinner with two plates, going back and forth, just hoping that the other plate that they're not holding onto doesn't crash on the ground. Even though we think we're getting a lot done, ironically, multitasking makes us much less effective, studies have shown. 
Romans chapter 12 says this. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The renewal of our mind starts with God's word. If we want to be able to hear from God, we need to give time to speak, and that starts with being in his word. If we want the results of the peace of God in our hearts. We need to put in the time spent with God in our Bibles. I want to be honest with you. I feel like it's been harder than usual for me, for myself, to hear God's voice. I felt depressed more lately. Um, I felt more um, frustration. I felt just down and just blah. And during this pandemic, I, I think a lot of us have, it's, it's disrupted our life rhythms. It's disrupted what we're used to. It's, it's thrown our lives off. And I think that for myself, a lot of the reason that it's maybe thrown me off or that I'm feeling the way I have maybe has to do with, um, with what I'm putting into myself. I was thinking about, um, for myself, I've spent more time on my smartphone in the past few months than I normally would. And, you know, of course, we've just had a lot more seasons of there's not a lot going on. It feels like there's nothing interesting. Um, we feel bored, and so we just turn to our phones. But when you think about it, not, not only have I been spending more time on my phone, but I've noticed that that time on my phone is maybe more frustrating than usual. Facebook is a tough place these days. There is so much frustration on Facebook. There is so much anger on Facebook. There's so much politics and opinions and upset on Facebook. And the more of that I feed into my soul, I think the more unhealthy I feel. Um, I wanna read a few statistics about the way that we use our smartphones. And before I even do that, I just want to um, say that I'm. my suggestion is not that we get rid of technology, that we become Amish, that we go without electricity. That's not what I'm saying. I love technology, and I think it's very useful. And it's actually been very helpful to connect many of us during these times. I've been so thankful that for those of us who, uh, for instance, are at home, that we can watch the church service online and stay connected in that way. But I just want to read a few of these statistics about smartphones. Did you know the average smartphone owner will click, tap, or swipe their phone 2,617 times a day? The average person, they will spend two hours and 55 minutes on their phone each day. 87% of smartphone users check their device within an hour of going to sleep or waking up. 69% of smartphone users check their device within the first five minutes of waking up in the morning. On average, people will spend five years and four months of their lifetime on social media. 
66% of adults have a fear that's a new fear that's been discovered known as nomophobia. Nomophobia is the fear of being without a mobile phone. This is, this is a real fear. And also, so many of us get caught in looping. I don't know if you've heard of the term looping, but looping is when we go to one app on our phone, we check Facebook, and there's nothing there. So we check our email, and there's nothing there. So we check the news app, and there's nothing there. And then so we start over the process again. I, I am so guilty of that. Why? I, and I have to ask myself the question, why do I feel the need when there's nothing even there? to just keep going back to my phone instead of being present where I'm at. Research shows that excessive exposure to social media can fuel feelings of anxiety, depression, and loneliness. And research shows that for most of us, over the past few months of this pandemic, phone usage has dramatically increased. The average adult has spent an additional hour a day on their smartphones than they normally would during this pandemic. That is almost four hours a day that we're spending on our phones. Tim Hester said this. He said, I'm not going to regret the amount of time I shut my phone off. I am going to regret the amount of time that I shut God off. The amount of time I shut my children off, my wife off, the people that matter off. If I want to be able to hear the voice of God in my life, I need to be able to create space in my life to be still. The second way to hear God's voice is to be expectant. To be expectant, because when we aren't looking for God to show up, we often miss him. When we aren't looking for him in our everyday lives, or when we aren't looking for things in our life, we often miss them. Have you, uh, have you ever seen uh, the videos online that they try to get you to look for something in the video and you can't find it? And then, uh, th so you start looking closer into the video and then all of a sudden this person just like jumps out and scares you. I guess in that case, you didn't actually miss anything. You, you saw it, um, but you weren't looking for the right thing. And so it, it surprised you, you missed it. The point is, when I don't expect God to show up, when I'm not looking for him in everyday life, I often miss out on what he's doing. Jesus said over and over again, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. If we want to hear God, we have to choose to listen and believe that he'll speak. A principle that I learned pretty early in my life, and my mom taught it to me, was going to church services, she would always hand me the sermon outline and she'd tell me if I was bored, I could draw pictures. Um, but she wanted me to take notes and fill out that sermon outline. I've learned that when I am actively listening for God to speak, whether that's when I'm reading the Bible and I discuss that afterwards with somebody, or when I'm listening to a sermon and I'm taking notes on what I hear, when I choose to actively listen, I hear God speak so much more clearly. It's been... Um, so tough during this pandemic, we always have made a habit of passing out sermon outlines for everybody to fill out, but many of you are online now, you're not here, and those of you that are here, we've tried to avoid 
a lot of extra contact with touching things and passing things around, so we haven't done that. I, I encourage you to take charge of that, though, in your own spiritual life. Get a notebook. It is back to school season. You can get a notebook for probably 50 cents or less. Get a notebook. Bring it with you when you hear God's Word. Have it with you when you're studying God's Word, and take notes on what you're learning. When I'm not looking for God, I often miss what he's wanting to say to me. And I've, I've found that, that there's, there's been times where I've been discouraged that, um, you know, maybe the person that's speaking, um, it's not the best you know, speaker, <laughs> like like this morning, you're missing your pastor to pastor. But you know what? I, I don't take notes because the speaker is incredible. I take notes because I believe in the Holy Spirit, and I believe that God has a word for me. Um, it's the same reason that I that I that I. Um, that some people keep a prayer journal. They write down things that they've been praying for, and then they're able to um, look at the things that he's done because we so quickly forget, don't we? We so quickly forget what God's doing in our lives. The last way that I can hear God's voice in my life is to be focused. It's to be focused. We need to be focused during this time. We need to be on mission during this time. My um, daughter, Iris, I was so proud of her lately. Our, our kids ran a lemonade stand a few weeks back, and some people asked us why they were doing it, what they were saving up money for. Most of the kids, honestly, just wanted to serve lemonade. They just thought it sounded like a lot of fun. But my daughter, Iris, she had been saving up. She has an American Girl doll. And she had been saving up because she wanted to get all of the accessories. And her mom told her if she saved enough money that she'd take her up to the American Girl doll store in Chicago where they will, they'll pierce your doll's ear and uh, they can get all kinds of little intricate things that go with it. And so Iris has been focused on this goal for I don't know how long. It's probably been at least six months, maybe close to a year, trying to save up her money to get this. And I was proud of her. At that, that stand, they were selling lemonade and cookies, and every single person that left that lemonade stand, Iris said to them, have a great day. She was focused on serving those people and on our goal too. There was another person that they told me, and I, I didn't notice this while we were there, but they were eating some cookies. And right as they finished their cookies, um, I, this little eight-year-old um, says to them, sir, can I interest you in some more cookies? She was focused. <laughs> she was focused on her goal. And we need that. We need that. We need to be focused. What is your goal right now? Have you lost sight of your purpose? Have you lost sight of your calling? More than ever during a time like this, we need to be focused on our mission. We can't allow discouragement to creep in. We can't allow things that don't matter to take over our lives. The world needs us. It's feeling hopeless right now. And we have the hope that they need. There are so many ways that you can be living on mission right now. In the midst of this crisis, more people than usual are actually very open to hearing about faith. People feel like, like they don't have a purpose, they, they, they feel hopeless, and they need Jesus. You may have an incredible opportunity to share what Jesus is doing in your own life with somebody that you've never had the chance to share it with before. Because of this situation, 
A lot of us are also very lonely and we're at home and we don't have much going on. And like I said, a lot of us are spending times on our phones. We can actually, as the church, take advantage of that. You have an incredible opportunity to invite people to church right now. They, they literally have no excuse. They can wake up, be in their pajamas, and watch the church service with you. Or if they don't want to wake up early, they can literally rewatch it later in the day, anytime that they want. You can invest in your family right now. You may have extra evenings where you used to have activities scheduled and they're not there. Develop goals for your family. What do you want to pass on to your kids? What do you want to teach them? What kind of person do you want to develop them into? And create healthy rhythms for your family. Read your Bible. Put down your phone when you wake up in the morning and read your Bible for, for five minutes, 10 minutes. Take some notes on what you're learning. Talk about some people with it. Before you go to bed at night, if you've got children, get a storybook Bible and read it to them. For years, my family and I, we've read through the Jesus storybook Bible. And um, we, it feels like we've been through that thing a million times. But we're actually reading a different devotional right now. It's called Indescribable, 100 Devotions for Kids About God and Science by Louis Giglio. And it's fascinating. It talks about how God about creation and how incredibly intricate everything is that God has created. And it's been an awesome time with our kids at night, just maybe reading a couple stories before that that are just for fun and then reading that devotional about who God is and how much he loves them. Also, don't forget relationships. Don't forget people. It's so easy for us now that our calendar, for many of us, it's been cleared out to forget that we have the choice to put a couple more things on that calendar that are important. Relationships, people. We may not be hanging around large crowds and we may not be hanging around everyone, but most of us still have a few people in our lives. Maybe that's our family. Maybe that's some of our parents. Maybe that's some close friends that we've been around. But schedule time for people in your lives. We need those actual relationships where we can make eye contact with each other and where we can encourage each other by hearing each other's voices. If I want to hear the voice of God, I need to give him space to speak into my life. Because you are what you eat. Whatever you put into your heart on a daily basis, it's what comes out of you. I had a, I had a proud parent moment a few weeks ago. Our youngest daughter recently got a new baby doll, and she was so excited about that doll. She took it everywhere with her, and I could see her treating that doll the same way that her mom and dad take care of her, carrying her around in a little baby carriage, feeding it, holding it, and just rocking it. And the, cute, the cutest thing of all was when we got ready for bed that night after she'd first got that doll, she took that doll, into the bedroom, and she did the same thing that her mom and I do for her every single night. She rocked it, and she sang a song over it. She sang the song we sing to our kids every bed at night. It's from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me. Beside still waters, he restores my soul. 
He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me, they comfort me. The same way that our kids hear our voices and imitate them, when we hear the voice of God in our lives, it comes out in us. But if we want to hear God's voice, we have to be intentional about clearing out some of the other voices in our lives that don't matter. We have to be intentional about seeking out his voice that does matter. Because the voices we choose to listen to will shape who we become. Will you pray with me? God, I pray for your peace in our lives. And even right now, as we're here in this moment, hearing from you in this place, God, would you give us an extra dose of your spirit, an extra dose of your peace. God, I pray that you'd help us to make you the most important thing in our lives. With everything that we are, with every, with our time, with our schedule, with the people that we choose to put in our lives. God, may you be able to have so many opportunities to speak to us. May we be always listening for you always hearing from you and always trusting in you and loving you. God, help us to grow in our relationship closer with you this week. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.